Why is there glitter on the table? I don't know. Glitter? Yeah, glitter. I don't see glitter. Glitter. There was a lot more glitter earlier. Is it from the birthday party and like bags scraping glitter off? That's it. Which brings up a very interesting subject. How do you make a living being a self-defense instructor? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you suffer. <laughs> you get annoyed at gas prices. <clears throat> you walk into Walmart and look at the $3 bags of chips and go, I don't need to eat that badly. <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. On a more serious note, we run our Defender classes. That's a three-day weekend. I understand that there's a lot of people out there who make really good money doing this. Um, But those people are... Not usually. in Lexington. Well, okay, not even just that. Uh, they're usually coming from that too. I mean, that <laughs> does, it does help when you live in a larger area with a higher income area that can support something. And I have had people just, well, the, the, we'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, usually those people have these different kind of backgrounds. You know, uh, I've got, I've learned a decent background for the, for the majority of what we do. You know, I grew up playing sports. I had this competitive nature, um, did decently well. I was kind of a well-rounded athlete in a lot of things, not like wonderful and great, which is kind of how I spent the majority of my life. I've been pretty decent at a lot of things, not great at any one particular thing. But, you know, we were doing this Defender course. And basically, during that formerly known as Integrated Combatives, after this thing was over, you know, in there we were doing wrestling stuff, we were doing striking stuff, we were doing just general awareness, self-defense type stuff, we were doing shooting, we were doing knife work, we were doing blunt force work, all of this stuff. Somebody uh, afterwards asked me, says, man, that was a whole lot of fun. You know, I'm really thinking about possibly kind of going down that path. I said, that's, that's cool. Um, but I knew it was kind of person that was kind of looking for like what they wanted to do with their lives. So it was like, so as in a full-time nature or like just to do just because it's fun and do something on the side. I said, no, no, no. As like a full-time job. I said, Oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, most of the guys that make really, really good money doing this have already, already have this big exposure from something else they're doing. For the rest of us, it's a struggle, and it's a slow build. And people that come out of a background similar to mine, they can get there, just like I feel like we can get there, but it's a slow build. Yeah. So what do we have to do, just for everybody else, what do we have to do to kind of, like, make it? Work our butts off. (laughs) Okay, if it tells you anything... All of us have the background, well, no, not Kylie, but we don't want, we don't like being in front of cameras at all. We hate hearing our voices on recording. <laughs> That's true. Um, we don't like talking to a camera. We're not even the biggest fan of talking to people, you know? No, you gotta be careful I, with that. I, mean, I know. Okay. But we're, like, at, at our hearts, 
we're pretty much homebodies. Yeah. Like, we like being at home. It's our quiet place, you know, yeah. and that might come from dealing with people, you know, but, um. <laughs> no, and I was actually just having a conversation <laughs> with my parents uh, right before we sat down to record this. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm just, by nature, I would be a hermit. Yeah, that, exactly. It's like, uh, we, at our hearts, we are hermits. Yeah. Okay, but... But I do also have this general love of people and for people that... You just I, I can't stand be being safe. around them for extended periods of time. I think no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think okay. it boils down to, you know, the whole introvert-extrovert argument. Um, it's not what people think it is, you know? Yeah. Extroverts are, you know, everybody just looks like, oh, okay, you're an extrovert. You get up and you speak in front of people and you do all of these things. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm a complete opposite of that. Because when I do put out so much like like that. When Social I'm, energy? Yeah, when I, when I do that, I have to, I have to just like have quiet afterwards. Yeah. It's, that's, that's really, it's, it's how do you recharge? You know, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, it's not really what you do because an introvert can, I know introverts that are public speakers that are very, actually rather large public speakers. Um, and they get out there and they spend, they speak in front of very large crowds and they are very, very good, but they just, you know, they have to have that time to recharge afterwards. I know introverts friends of mine that are public school teachers and they get up and for you know six eight hours spend a long time summer in school uh they get up <laughs> and they speak and teach in front of these kids and everything and you know when they get home they said everything they just gotta have that time that downtime of quiet and their time and kylie can attest when we will ride home of an evening every once in a while it's been a really big kind of day where i'm like a lot doing a lot of teaching doing a lot of speaking blah, blah, blah. i look at kylie and kylie starts to talk to me i said listen sweetie i love you to death but I just need quiet for the ride home. I can't. I just, no talking. Yeah, see, I, I don't have a problem taking the long way home from work just because I will sit in the very quiet car with no music or anything playing just because that's my downtime before I get home and people ask me how my day it was, you know, all of that. I, I do the quiet ride home just yeah. to reset. And I used to listen to music on the ride home. And then I realized that it was just taking even more energy to listen to that music. <laughs> and so I was just, uh, I, that changed. But <clears throat> the original point I was going to was to do something that you love and you're passionate about, you've got to start, like, you, you have to work your butt off at things that you really don't like to be able to do what you love. Yeah. You know, for instance, being in front of the camera is not something any of us yeah. are p particularly fond of. But it's a necessary part of getting our name out there and being able to do the job we love, you know. And yes. we may not particularly enjoy being around people for extended periods of time, you know. But we do have a passion for keeping people safe and getting them that knowledge and everything. So we're doing what we love, but it's physically and mentally draining. Yeah. But well, that doesn't mean... That doesn't... Over, you know, <laughs> I guess the misinterpretation of that would just be don't think we don't like our jobs, you know, and we, we love don't our like jobs. people. <laughs> people just 
exhaust us sometimes. It's kind of like you love your kids, so, but oh my gosh, if they <laughs> would just give you like peace and quiet in the bathroom type thing, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> we... If, if I could do nothing else, I would probably teach classes and seminars if you know all the time i love doing that i absolutely love doing that it's it's all the back end work uh now don't get me wrong it goes back to the same thing we were talking about a few minutes ago it's very tiring um i love doing it but it is very tiring it takes a lot and then i have to have some quiet afterwards but i think what you know what we're getting out of the very beginning of this uh and and you know, these ladies had no idea where I was going with the glitter thing. Nope. nope. <laughs> I was very confused. That was my goal. <laughs> Confuse you on the podcast and just kind of like see what y'all's general reaction was. Anyway, sometimes we have to do a lot of other things that we wouldn't normally do just to kind of like make sure we meet, make our ends meet. Um, you know, it's still, this is still a business. We still have, um, you know, we still make our living this way. We still pay you your living this way. Uh, so, you know, there are definitely times that, like right now, to be honest with you, we've kind of looked, stepped back on a few things and said, we're just going to take a little bit of a break for our own mental sanity. Um, we started around Christmas time or so with everything kind of going crazy. And we said, we just got to take a little step back and... So we have just like, at this present moment, we're, we haven't put out any TikToks. We haven't put out anything on YouTube except for this podcast. Yeah. Um, we haven't put out anything too much on Facebook. You know, it's been kind of just a little bit of a take a step back and just kind of breathe. breathe. And before we kind of jump back into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like some of the social media stuff, we talked about social media before. I am not the biggest fan of social media for social media's sake. If I didn't have a business, I probably wouldn't have a social media account. A big part of that for me is the controversy because the funny (laughs) thing is you would think that I could be a confrontational person in what I do, you know, (laughs) but I hate confrontation and it causes me immense anxiety. Yeah. Like I will sit there and overthink before I know there's going to be a confrontation. And then during the confrontation, I am shaking. And then after the confrontation, I sit there and replay every detail of it in my head and all of the things I could have done differently. And so I relive it like six or seven times at least. <laughs> That's what happens when I need when I talk to a new person in here. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, see... I, I feel like I always regret starting conversations with people. I don't know I don't know why. It's like I know I needed to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. People like, are going to listen to this podcast and go feel, like, why, but, why, why do they work with the public? I don't understand. But I sit there and I'm just over here like, you know, if I would stayed quiet, I wouldn't have had to deal with all of this anxiety. You know, I could have just shut up and not talked to anybody. And then I would have been perfectly happy with my life. Um... <laughs> And okay. that sounds really weird to say, because I absolutely love public speaking. <laughs> it's funny. I don't love public speaking, but I love educating people and helping people. Um, and that is that is there the passion behind what we're doing here, <clears throat> is I love that portion. of I love teaching. I love getting up there. I love working with the kids. I love working with adults. I love doing all of these things. But, you know, there are like, okay, 
So there are, we have a lot of different things that we do. Now, we don't make money off of everything, but some things are purely exposure. Some pure things we do, like I said, purely for exposure. Some things we do purely just to help people. This podcast is one of those things. Um, we have said before, we have very, very little to do with sponsorship. By the way, Kylie, our ad. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by faithandfreedomclothing.com. There you can find some awesome t-shirts, and if you use the coupon code Impact Defense, it gets you 15% off of anything that you purchase. I said it all! <laughs> oh, yeah, but on the social media note, the controversy makes it really, really difficult for us to want to be have anything to do with social media. Is because people are always like having their, they have their battle armor on when it comes to social media, and... I don't like confrontation even on social media. I don't no. care if I'm behind a screen. That is a real person on the other end that I am. I, I would just prefer for like everyone to express their opinion without so much feeling like they have to attack another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that comes from self-defense knowledge of I am at heart very much a de-escalator, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like I will calm someone down so much faster than I will start a conflict. You know, I see it brewing between people. I'm the clarifier friend. You know, if I yeah. see if I see a misunderstanding potential, I will clarify what someone else says. Even before something starts, just because... And that's how I've ended up without a whole lot of friendships ending in drama, you know? Mm. It's like usually... like Someone's childhood friendships a lot of times will end in a disagreement. And they just kind of go their separate ways after a misunderstanding. And I've never been someone who wanted anything like that to happen. So for me, I'm a clarifier. And so when it comes to what I do in my job, that constant clarification helps me with relations between the assistants and the students, between parents and other instructors. Um, Whenever a child is having trouble with something in class, I can explain what's going on to the parents so that the parent's not like, well, why didn't you do this or that? You know, it's like, okay, like, this is a normal problem that kids have in here. So just so you know, this is what your child's going through. It's completely normal. You know, I'm a clarifier. Yep. Because I hate conflict. (laughs) Yeah. So I think social media, you can't do that though. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I think. To an extent, we might have to title this the ADD podcast. I realize <laughs> we've been completely all over the place. I this think one, something that I want to say too. You go for it. We, we're all over okay. the place. Well, I keep trying to go back to the original points that we were trying <laughs> to make. It's fine. You can okay. blame it all on me. It's cool. Um, this is basically what a general conversation, genuine kind of conversation, looks like. Set down when we go like, "Hey, let's just start talking," and it just kind of goes. I have all a mental billboard with a thumbtack, and I'll like <laughs> write down the original point and put it, pin it on the board with a thumbtack, and whenever it's a point to insert it again. Oh, Kylie's been trying to talk for the last five minutes, so we <laughs> yeah. keep interrupting her. Go ahead. Okay, so. This happened a little bit a while back to where my instructing... So anyway, what we're... T- no, I'm joking. <laughs> my instructing and everything and assisting were actually tested. Because there was one point... We have a martial arts school. I think we've already said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, but we're was, a martial arts school that does yeah. a lot of self-defense stuff. Yeah. Like real reality-based combatives type self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's and there good. was one point where you two were not able to be able... To, were not able to teach here... At the cry school. So it was basically... When were we both go- gone? Uh, we were doing a community event where you and I 
that, is that it? this this was actually a little while back. This is when you two actually had. Um, oh, that, that there was one point in time we were both sick. Yes, yeah. both of you were sick. So my that was before in, COVID. Yeah, instructing and everything and teaching were really tested then. So because I was basically on the floor for the almost probably every single class of that day. So I had to really step up. And I was like, and that was the point. It's like, this is, is this really what I want to do with my life? And then whenever that happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually handle this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the only class I wasn't able to teach was like the two Kyokushin classes, which I actually ended up helping someone with that when we didn't know what to do with that class. Anyway, but the adult class was when I could actually, like, breathe. Wait, you mean you as a teenage girl didn't teach the adults? No! <laughs> we actually had someone else teach yeah. that. And me and my mom were able to... She wouldn't have been a teenager at that point. I, was, I wasn't a teenager That's right, she'd have been just 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost a teenager. Almost a teenager, yeah. So that really tested me as an instructor and an assistant, is this really what I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And then after that... sounding like a mid-twenties. I know. <laughs> and because at that point, I questioned myself and everything. I still question myself. Well, you're 14. It's kind of... Yeah. And so... I'm older than that, and I still question myself at times. <laughs> Not necessarily what I want to do. I'm definitely doing what I want to do. It's just the whole... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. And so from that point on, I'm like... This is actually what I want to do with my life. But when I got home, I crashed because I was on my feet the entire day. Mm -hmm. And now you know what it's like to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Hi. So I was like, I actually like laid down on the living room floor. Dad was playing a video game at that point. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. That's my sick ritual. When I'm sick. He I plays got, video games. Yeah, I got to feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> so I play a video game. Yeah. So I'm just there, laying on the floor, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm tired. I do remember that day, yeah. But I loved every minute of that. Yep, that's my life. You know, you're talking about confrontation and stuff like that. We are way all over the place. And this <laughs> entire episode may end up on the cutting room floor just because I don't know if there's one cohesive thought completed. Anyway. It's just an You know, I may be able to... But like actually describe what it's really like for us for just a second. This we dread every minute leading oh. up to socialization. Like I personally dread every minute leading up to when uh, students well, get here and then I love every second that they're here. No, I don't dread I don't I dread, dread it because <laughs> I'm just going I can't deal with socialization today. I don't want to be around people. I want to like go home and clean my house, you know, all of that. And then people get here and I'm over here like, Man, I love what I do. These kids are great. I love teaching and then I go home and I'm just like I'm dead now. <laughs> no, I I don't feel dread before the classes start. I'm actually dread. like looking forward to it. The only classes that I, like, dread is, like, when, like, one or two people show up. Yeah. And I have this one plan to do. And then none of it really works <laughs> out, uh, you know, because it's not the type of people that show up. You look like you're going to talk. Yes. Go ahead. The only class that I dread is the beginner's classes because I have no idea who these kids are. It's like Kylie wants a, 
a good relationship with you before you start. Yeah. See, I kind of enjoy the beginner's class when I'm just, like, the one over it, and I know what, and I know exactly what needs to be portrayed to the students and everything, just because I'm a, I am really great at making a good first impression, if I make myself, you know? I can make a really good first impression, which all depends on my, like, social energy that day, whether I feel up to making a good social <laughs> first impression, but pretty much always in the beginner's class, it's, I, I can communicate with the kids and um, be able to, like, crack jokes that only the parents on the sidelines get so they can kind of get the feel for the first class and everything. I can make a really good first impression, and the entire beginner's class is basically a first impressions kind of class, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um I struggle more with maintaining, and that kind of comes through in my friendships because <laughs> I don't have friendships end with uh, conflict, but uh, they kind of just fade out because I am terrible at maintenance. Um, they just fade into the ether. <laughs> it's just a- yeah. Um, I have oh, one that's right. Fri- I was friends with that person. I, ha- I have one friend. We were friends in high school. We saw each other every Monday. You know, we were great friends on Mondays. And now, every now and then, I get a call from him, like, hey, how are you and Cody doing? <laughs> Haven't heard from y'all in a while, just checking in. It's like, oh, we're great. How are you? Like, you know, we need to hang out sometime. And then we just never do. But, like, yeah. we're always super friendly, and it's always nice to get that checkup call. But I never remember to do a checkup call. Actually, I'm really proud of myself, because this past month, I did a check-in call to see how he was doing and everything. <laughs> and he was like, you're calling me? <laughs> so, whoa, wait a second it's like hey I, I am making an effort here because I actually thought about hmm I wonder how you're doing and so I called and I had been th- I didn't tell him that I had been like trying to remember to call him and ask how he was doing for like six months yeah. um, but <laughs> one thing that is weird for me is I don't generally talk to people at all unless I like really know them and when I actually talk to a new person this one that I'm like this person seems interesting you sit back and observe until yes. you decide who's worth talking yes, to yes that's that's yeah, that what goes on through my, my brain yeah that's what goes on through my brain while I see a new person like will I get along with this person how will this person react if I say something and then yeah I don't know how I end up with the friends I have um I can tell you how I ended up with my like best friend for about five years um, like we had a standing Friday night sleepover like they had basically weekend custody of me for like <laughs> that entire five years <laughs> um, and that was like when I first started karate too so like she was friends with me like right around the time I started karate and all the way up so she was friends before like and then during me starting here so basically I had started a homeschool co-op and uh, Mac actually used to go to that one and it was at the Moore's Church. <laughs> so, little did I know all of those people were around. Mm. <clears throat> but I started there, and I didn't really have any friends. I had one person that I knew there, but I didn't really like them, so I didn't really hang out with them. Um, I just kind of avoided it. But when it came to the friend I ended up with, what happened was her mom looks and goes, that looks like a reasonable child. We're going to invite that one for, um, like, uh, I I don't remember what I ended up going to their house for. I think it was just, like, 
do you want to come hang out for a while? And I was just over here like, well, your child seems reasonable and not all that. And I had been observing for like three weeks at that point, <laughs> just looking at everybody, all the new people and going, who do I even feel comfortable speaking to? No one so far. Okay. <laughs> and I just sat there like that. And then the, and I had had a couple conversations with my friend, uh, with my now friend, you know, and finally her mom was just like, do you want to come hang out for a while at the house? Sure, this will be a fine trial run. <laughs> and then we ended up really enjoying hanging out. We had a whole lot in common. Like, we were both not super girly. Like, we both were more interested in learning how to start fires with flint and steel than we were, you know, playing with Barbies or dolls. Um, <laughs> my entire friendship with her was, like, doing tours at her mom's house and, um, like 4-H stuff, learning how to tan rabbit hides and uh, building chicken coops. Um, see, I was the person who had to crawl inside and do the drilling on the inside while she held the thing to it, it on the outside. Tiny. Yeah, and she would lift things. small places. Yes, like she was the friend who was like built like an Amazon. Warrior like, princess. Yes. <laughs> and I was the tiny superhuman. <laughs> um, and... It, that's that's not me being like that's just a running joke with anyone who's around my family um, <laughs> she would lift things up and I would duck under really fast it's like do you think you can lift this well let's see trial run she'd pick it up she goes I can hold it for about five seconds all right I can get through there in five seconds let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was our friendship and it all started because her mom was like, so it's like that one looks like Elastigirl is what I'm hearing pretty much Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and it was really, it, it was just really funny because it was her mom going, that looks like a kid I could tolerate being around. And then it turned out to be something that it's like, if she got grounded and she was grounded several times, you know, it was a strict family. But <laughs> anytime she was grounded, she was never grounded from me because her mom, her mom looked at me in the face and said, she's never grounded from you just because that would be punishing me. And so it was a great friendship, but it all was because the mom was like, that one's quiet and tolerable. You can be friends with that one. <laughs> and I was just over here like, everybody else is annoying and you seem fine. I'll be friends with you. So in all of this, one thing You don't have to running, leave any of that in. I was just ranting. So all of this, while, while we're having these conversations, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, listen, seriously, we're not jerks. We're just introverts. Yeah. That's basically what I was yeah, going to it, and, and that's... <laughs> Sometimes is misrepresented and it sometimes is misunderstood. But I promise you, we're not jerks. We we really love people. It's just we're introverts. Well, yeah. sometimes and, it's a constant it's battle with us to funny. actually be around people. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I agree with that. It's kind um, of like when you it, when you're just going. This family get together sounds exhausting, and then you get there, and like one of your family members, like you end up like in a really good conversation and being able to catch up with them really well. And you get home, and you're like, "I'm really glad I went," you know. Yeah. But so, okay. The bad part going, about that is this, and if any of my other family listening, I apologize. It's not. It's not intentional. So when we go to a family get together, uh, my brother and I are so much alike in this area. Uh, we're both like our grandfather, who was just kind of like was just really quiet and stuff like that uh, in, in social environments. So we would go, we'll go to this family get together. I look over, see my brother, and basically we're hiding in a corner talking somewhere, you know, and just like running our mouths at each other. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I like all the family. 
I like all of them. I don't dislike any of them. We go to these things. It just so happens that it's just like it's a crowd, you know. So usually when my wife is going around going like, "Where is my husband?" <laughs> oh, there he is in the corner talking to his brother. Okay, that's cool. So, but anyway, um, we are so far off of the original conversation. What was I am the really, original topic? I am seriously really trying to decide in my head: Do I name this episode "We Just Have ADD" or or an ADD conversation with us or should I name this episode, We're Not Jerks, We're Just Introverts? I'm not really sure at this present moment. <laughs> We're kind of both, both of them are true to this thing. I don't know which one's going to take the, the, the head, headline on this one yet. Our original conversation was how do you make a, as somebody who doesn't come from this kind of a, a situation where you already have a name moving into the self-defense realm, how do you, in that growth time, how do you make ends meet you you start by finding what there is a demand for for us like one of the thing big things that has helped us the past two years or a year and a half at least has been concealed carry classes because there has been a huge demand for concealed carry agree that's one of those things that helps make ends meet but it's it's a bucket you know it it is a small piece of what helps make you know it's not Oh, you need now, several of those probably, things, yeah. but you find several things that's that just, there's a demand it. for that you can run regularly while you're building up your name for other things, too. So, we have kids' martial arts classes. I love kids. I love martial arts. Uh, we have kids' martial arts classes all the way to adult martial arts classes. Um, and our martial arts, while, to be completely honest with you, like the kids, we want to do something that the kids are going to enjoy and stuff like that, so we teach quote-unquote sport karate, okay? And this is quote-unquote sport karate because we're still doing some of the weapons and some of the cool stuff and the jump kicks and stuff like that. But we also take six months out of the year and we're working them on kickboxing. We're working on them with so you do a little more realistic type stuff. You know, I'm, I know it's said on the podcast, you know, certified combatives instructor. So a lot of our self-defense comes from that kind of stuff. It's not what you would see in the basic, normal kind of sport karate type class. Um, so we've got just our basic base model of martial arts classes. And then the other like huge passion that we have is for keeping people safe. So we have these seminars that we're teaching uh, that are just reality-based self-defense seminars uh, that we're doing that quite often. We teach concealed carry because another thing, if people are going to carry a gun, they need to understand how violence actually works. Uh, so that's just that's another piece of it. It's a piece I really enjoy, but it's a, it's another piece of it. Uh, and then defensive firearms, you know, defensive pistol, shotgun, and rifle instructor. So you know, there's that whole ordeal there where we're working on, you know, understanding how to use firearms in a defensive manner, past like a concealed carry class, because pretty much every state's the same way. If you have a concealed carry. Um, class in your state is probably just a gun safety class more than likely so we have that that we have we deal with and then like just outside of that then we get into other things like we run as was stated at the first of the thing birthday parties for kids and adults um primarily relating to the um 
probably martial arts. Yeah, it's like martial arts. They'll run dodgeball or nerf parties or yeah, stuff like that that we have here. Uh, creates a huge mess, but that's that's you I'm know. Just waiting for the day that we do a nerf party and we do like defensive shooting with. We nerf. have done no, <laughs> no, but I did do a nerf party for a sixty or sixty-two year old lady. I never would have thought it. I never would have expected it. It was hugely, hugely fun. Everybody had a blast. Everybody got involved. When you do a kid's, though, that may have been one of my favorite parties. When you do a kid's Nerf birthday party, for the most part, most adults won't get out there. When you do a Nerf birthday party for a 62-year-old lady, all the adults get out there. So all the adults are out there, all the kids are out there, the grandkids are out there shooting each other with Nerf, bullet, nerf bullets, and people are dying laughing and having fun. Okay? So... Number if one. I weren't completely opposed to having birthday parties for myself, I would be like that grandma that like gets out there and is like that, shooting the third generation in the face. Yes, that was such a fun party. And if I wanted children. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough kids around here? Yeah. No, that's my answer whenever anybody's like, so when are you and your husband going to start having kids? It's like, never. I have like 150 children all <laughs> <laughs> That includes the adults. <laughs> so, but we have, you know, we have, like, that. that's fun. And then we have our shooting simulator that we do stuff. We rent time out on the shooting simulator, so people will go in and do that. And, but another part of that is purely the fact that, you know, you have, like, you do that, you have a birthday parties for adults and stuff like that. But still yet, uh, I, I want more people to come do Nerf parties for adults. <laughs> I do. So if you're because hearing this and your birthday is coming up any time in the next year, go ahead and schedule a Nerf party for well, yourself. Please. Or, you know, we do... Uh, now, we've had did you catch that if your birthday is coming up in the next year? Yeah. <laughs> um, so look on the calendar. <laughs> clear your schedule. <laughs> uh, so we have... Uh, and I've done... You know, we've done... Uh, dodgeball parties mostly for teenagers and stuff like that. Always a lot of fun. Nerf party. Okay, I, I love those type things. Those are just a lot of fun. So basically, you have to pick things that you enjoy, but understand that in the process of the build, you're going to have a lot of side hustles. Uh, I print shirts, by the way. Like, all the shirts. Impact Defense, Impact Martial Arts shirts. All the things that are seen on the camera right now. Yeah. That have been printed. Yeah, we, 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 I print the shirts, I print the, um, we've got, let's see, I, I, I print shirts for local businesses or churches or a couple of things. Yeah, I've designed logos. But see, I got a graphic design background. So yeah, I went to college for graphic design. I went to college never, for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and never actually ever did graphic design professionally. I was a meat cutter and then martial arts and self-defense instructor. So, yeah. Wow, this has been like completely all over the place. I hope you guys are still listening. To be <laughs> all over with the it. place. I think it'll still be entertaining though, since we were all over the place talking about 
a tons and tons of different you know, subjects. I never did make a comment that I was going to make, so I'm just going to go back. Let's just like continue the ADD stream that we have going on in this podcast. <laughs> you were talking about confrontational. Everybody looks at me, and I say this all the time in our concealed carry classes, but everybody looks at me and goes like, hey, dude, you jumped into the, the cage and fought MMA. You jumped into the ring and fought kickboxing, and you talk like you enjoyed doing that. I loved doing that. Honestly, if I wasn't uh, just over just north of 40, I would consider doing it again, except for the fact that my wife hated it. And I would probably oh, hate it. And if it. you listen to the podcast with her uh, talking about being married to Brian, you know, it's just me, her, and Kylie. So uh, if you listen to that, you get to hear her opinions on MMA. So go ahead, yeah. and if you're interested in that kind of dirt, you know, so go, back, to go back, listen and to the listen one with Julie. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. I've got to go back and listen to that one. Um, it's okay. She shared all sorts of secrets. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> no. So, yeah, no, I tried took, to keep it appropriate to the podcast, you know, <laughs> and not give out every detail of your lives. So I, I gave them the idea because we were here during snow time, and I said, like, hey, just I got to work on some stuff for the website. Why don't y'all go down and do a podcast? And they said, what should we do a podcast on? I made a joke, said go downstairs and do a podcast and take Julie and say, how hard is it to be married to Brian? I was making a joke. <laughs> they did, they had some other ideas of actually like talking to your kids about self-defense and some other things. What did they end up doing the podcast on? How hard it was to be married to Brian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've not listened to that one yet, but I'm, I'm going to. Uh, but anyway, uh, again, off subject and back onto another one. Um, <laughs> but I, I get a lot. I, it was more, I, the, the, more of the topic was... Uh, What's it like to be the brains behind the man behind Impact Defense and Impact Martial Arts? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you can't even say anything back to that because it's too <laughs> She's my memory bank, you know? Uh, it's true. <laughs> so, looking, but anyway, people will still say, like, you, know, you, you enjoy violence, you enjoy these. I don't, actually. I, I, I despise violence. Um, I think and it's not about if you enjoy violence and you are just looking for an opportunity to fight, you know, things like that, I don't think that this is the right career for you. Please, do, pe- please do people a favor and don't become a self-defense instructor if you are a very confrontational person. Yeah. You know, no, no, who no, just enjoys conflict and disagreements. You do not need to be a self-defense instructor, much less work with the public, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Go on an island um, somewhere. Let's just... Go and be a politician. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's, uh, anyway, let's move on. But you have to have the right kind of mindset to be a legitimate self-defense instructor. You have to be yeah, a kind of Yeah, self-preservation first. Yeah, you need to be a calm-minded person who is going to try and settle things calmly first. Yeah. There is a guy that I heard a quote from that came from another, that was, he quoted somebody else, he quoted somebody else. So I can't remember who the first the person who said this. The of that quote. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But he says, you know, every time you get involved in a situation, there's a greater than zero chance of dying. First thing is kind of that self-preservation and preservation of others. And if I am in a situation, I've been in a situation where we were at a gas station and I'm sitting there in my vehicle and I see two guys kind of getting into it. Now I have two choices here. I'm, I'm trained. I used to fight in, in MMA and kickboxing. I didn't ever lose in a full contact environment. Okay. Uh, I'm a trained uh, firearms instructor. I shoot rather well. I've shot in some competitions. 
do I get involved in this situation? Do I try to help somebody? And this is going to sound like the jerkiest thing. I don't know exactly what's going on over there. And I look beside of me and I have my wife and I look in the back seat and I have my daughter. And as much as I may want to help in a situation like that, I am first responsible for the safety of my wife and my daughter or whoever is with me at the moment. So if by me helping someone else is going to put them in danger, unless it's a really super serious situation, it's going to put a lot of people in danger, then I am just going to get my wife and my child out of there. And that's what I did in that situation. You know, um, and that kind of sounds jerky. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't know either one of those people. And what was going down was just a little confrontation between them two. It wasn't like some mass shooter threat. It wasn't like some kind of thing like that. It was basically this idea of, hey, look, these two are, I don't know what's going on. Because let's be honest, you never know what the person has. Do they have a gun? Could a like stray bullet fly through a windshield and hit somebody if they did have a gun? You know, what's going to happen? I could try to go over there and interject myself into a situation that I was not in. Or I can get the people that I love out of there. And that's what I chose to do. And I don't know, maybe somebody to cut off the podcast just after hearing that and say, oh, the jerk. But the fact is, that's my wife and child. I'm not going to endanger them. You know, had I been by myself, that may have been different. But I was not by myself. So that's the type of stuff you've got to think about. You can't look and go like, oh, look, I see a confrontation. I think I'm going to put myself in the middle of this. I can make it better. That's a very arrogant kind of mentality that you have there, if you, if that's your thought process. Like I said, I I do security stuff, and if I'm in that role, that's a different thing. If I am a just a normal person out there in the day, uh, and I see something going down, and I have somebody that I need that I want to make sure is safe, then I will get them out of that situation. That's my first primary thing. You know what I just realized? What's up? We never got a new story from Jada. We never got a new story from Jada. It's okay. It's all right. This has been the, like, crazy ADD, we're not, you know, conversation, we're not jerks, we're introverts. I don't Um, think they have a news story for a man gets attacked, gets distracted, walks in the other direction, following a butterfly, and the um, attacker gets confused and walks away. So... (laughs) That's a very good self-defense interpretation of this conversation. (laughs) We probably should wrap this up. Probably. We're all over the place. I am sorry or you're welcome. I'm not really sure which to say. It may have been really entertaining or really boring for you, but it's been entertaining for us. Okay, real quick. Several things on the topic of how do you make a living. First off, be willing to do the things that you don't particularly want to do just for the sake of making ends meet. I think the thing is you got to look at your list. What's your most passionate about? Do that thing. What's the next thing you're most passionate about? Do that thing. You know, what can you see yourself doing for years on end? Do those things first and then make what you can there. And then find the things that you don't like as much and kind of go down the list and add to to meet needs that are going to help. Not to mention, study a lot on businesses and be very informed on anything you're going to teach. Know the ins and the outs of everything because research is unbelievably important. So be knowledgeable. Be knowledgeable. Never stop learning. learning, um, And then have a learning mindset constantly. But also be confident in what you do know. You know, 
So and two stories to go along with that really quickly. Two guys that I know. Number one, one dude was, uh, he was a martial arts school instructor, but he did not want to teach kids at all. I don't understand that. I love working with kids. But anyway, he did not want to teach kids at all. What he did was he decided to start a kids program. And he said, this is my day job. I'm doing this so I can support this other thing that I really super want to do. So he had his kids' classes just to support his adult program, which is what all he really wanted to do. Okay, and then eventually he found somebody to teach his kids' classes, so he never taught the kids' classes anymore. Okay, that's one model of going about it. Um, but kind of go with the other thing that you were saying, always be knowledgeable, uh, never stop learning, all this stuff. I know an instructor, we were talking, and he was talking about yet another instructor, sorry. Um, <laughs> and he was saying that that guy was, I don't know what he was doing. He was being a little bit of a butt. And so my instructor friend says, hey, he said, I tell you what, that's cool. I apologize. Why don't you come over and take a class? And, uh, and that way, I don't remember what the deal was exactly. But the guy's response back to him was, I teach classes. I don't take them. Okay. If that's your mentality, you should never, ever be a teacher. Nope. Because things Tactics constantly evolve. Okay? Because methods of attack constantly evolve. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like So if you're still stuck in whatever you were teaching, and this is what goes back to uh, karate base. You know, we talked about this kind of stuff. So many people in karate classes, they call traditional karate, is not in the idea of a traditional karate. Uh, it's because the, the tradition of karate is ever-changing, and that's every martial art. I'm just say, using karate as a base because I started out in Kyokushin. Um, but if you are constantly kind of going back and teaching karate from the 1950s as traditional karate and telling people that it's going to work, it's not. Anyway, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Sorry. <laughs> so I finished wrapping us up, and I'll try not to interrupt anymore. Yes. Go ahead. Do you know where you were going? Did I just stop your train of thought? There's just a lot involved in getting started in this kind of business, you know, and if you're not just kind of graduating into um, running something that is already in place and already a functioning business, if you are the one starting everything up and you don't previously have um, a fan base or whatever in something else that is going to carry over into being a self-defense instructor. Um, there is a lot that you have to get ready. And one thing that I think our biggest piece of advice in this should probably be get systems started first. Like get, yeah. <laughs> get protocols in place, get systems put in place so that even if it's not completely working, you have something to continue running while you're looking for a different system that might work better. You know, having an original system that makes it a whole lot easier to make a new system. And so if you are halfway through and you're going, I'm just going to wing it, and then you suddenly are like, man, winging it is not working, I need a system, you're not going to have time to work on a system if you're just winging it in yep. the first place. So I was at a business conference one time for martial arts and a guy said two things in the entire business conference I walked away with two things but two things were very uh, very good uh, number one he says if you treat your business like a hobby your, your business will pay you like a hobby that's that was something I was like oh I gotta fix that right now number two thing was says 
money is not going to solve all of your problems. But money will solve all the problems that not having money creates. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so those are the two things that you got to think about. And um, I have lived both of those things immensely and still do in a lot of ways. So, you know, I have to kind of constantly recenter myself. I've got to treat things a little more like a business at times. Um, you know, and then, you know, I got to think about, okay, we got to make money because we've got to pay the bills. And if we don't pay the bills, then we're going to have other problems. Fun and I'm 14. I eat a lot. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Never. All right. If you guys are enjoying this ADD introvert, we're introverts, not jerks podcast, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcast, rate us, and write a review. Thank you guys for... By the way, you can also rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on all kinds of platforms now. At least give like a cool. like a five-star rating or something yep. like that. Notice I didn't say four, three, and two, or one. Write a review. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard. That was everywhere.